Welcome, everyone, to Daily Prayer at the Abbey. I'm Father David, and this is Evening Prayer for Friday, January 27th, the year of our Lord, 2023, the season after Epiphany. The prophet writes, Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. We're so glad that you're joining us today at the Abbey, where I'll be leading us in prayer using the New Book of Common Prayer of the Anglican Church in North America. You can learn how to purchase your copy at the end of the podcast. Many thanks to all of our faithful listeners who have been so generous in your giving. Your continued support's helping this ministry reach people all over the world with daily prayer. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and share us with your friends. We'll be praying responsibly this evening. I'll be reading the parts for the efficient. You'll be responding with the parts for the people in bold. So join me now on page 42 as we humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. In unison, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and the desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent. According to your promises, declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all of our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Invitatory O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise, the people say. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our evening canticle, the Fos Hilleron, page 44. Together, O gladsome light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Our Psalms for this evening, Psalm 70 and 72, beginning on page 357 of your Book of Common Prayer. Our Antiphon, the Lord, has shown forth his glory, and the people say, O come. Let us adore him. Psalm 70. Hasten, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and put to confusion who wish me evil. Let them be soon brought to shame who cry over me, Aha! Aha! But let all those who seek you be joyful and glad in you. And let all who delight in your salvation say always, The Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and in misery. Hasten to me, O God. You are my helper and my deliverer. O Lord, 
do not tarry. The Lord has shown forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Psalm 72. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. Then shall he judge your people with righteousness and defend the poor with justice. The mountains also shall bring peace, and the little hills righteousness to the people. He shall vindicate the poor among the people, defend the children of the poor, and punish the wrongdoer. They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure, from one generation to another. He shall come down like the rain upon the mown grass, even as showers that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish, even an abundance of peace, so long as the moon endures. His dominion shall be also from one sea to the other, and from the river unto the world's end. Those who dwell in the wilderness shall kneel before him. His enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring gifts. All kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall do him service. For he shall deliver the poor when he cries, the needy also, and the one that has no helper. He shall be favorable to the lowly and needy, and shall preserve the lives of the poor. He shall deliver them from falsehood and wrong, and dear shall their blood be in his sight. Long may he live, and unto him shall be given the gold of Arabia. Prayer shall ever be made unto him, and daily shall he be blessed. There shall be an abundance of grain on the earth, thick upon the hilltops. Its fruit shall flourish like Lebanon, its grains like the grass upon the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall remain as long as the sun. All the nations shall be blessed through him, and shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, even the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. And blessed be the name of his majesty forever, and all the earth shall be filled with his majesty. Amen and Amen. The glory of Patri, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Our first lesson, Jeremiah, chapter 26. Jeremiah 26, verse 1. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah that come to worship in the house of the Lord, all the words that I command you to speak to them. Do not hold back a word. It may be they will listen and every one turn from his evil way, that I may relent of the disaster that I intend to do to them because of their evil deeds. You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, If you will not listen to me to walk in my law that I have set before you, and to listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I send to you urgently, though you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse for all the nations of the earth. The priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without inhabitant, and all the people gathered around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord? 
When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and took their seat in the entry of the new gate of the house of the Lord. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and to all the people, This man deserves the sentence of death because he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you have heard. Now therefore mend your ways and your deeds and obey the voice of the Lord your God, and the Lord will relent of the disaster that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I am in your hands. Do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants. For in truth the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve the sentence of death, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. And certain of the elders of the land arose and spoke to all the assembled people, saying, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah king of Judah, and said to all the people of Judah, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed as a field, Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins, and the mountain of the house a wooded height. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and entreat the favor of the Lord? And did not the Lord relent of the disaster that he had pronounced against them? But we are about to bring great disaster upon ourselves. There was another man who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Uriah, the son of Shemaiah, from Kiriath-Jerim. His prophesied against this city and against this land in words like those of Jeremiah. And when King Jehoiakim, with all his warriors and all the officials, heard his words, the king sought to put him to death. But when Uriah heard of it, he was afraid and fled and escaped to Egypt. Then King Jehoiakim sent to Egypt certain men, Elnathan, the son of Akbor, and others with him. And they took Uriah from Egypt and brought him to King Jehoiakim, who struck him down with the sword and dumped his dead body into the burial place of the common people. But the hand of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah, so that he was not given over to the people to be put to death. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us respond to the lesson now in the words of the Magnificat, the Song of Mary, page 45. Mary sings, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones, and has exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hunger with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, has helped his servant Israel, as he promised to our fathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our second lesson, St. Paul's First Letter to the Corinthians, Chapter 11.
1 Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 2. The apostle continues, Now I commend you because you remembered me in everything and maintained the traditions, even as I delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prophesies or prays with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, since it is the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. For a man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, women are not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it is disgrace for him? But if a woman has long hair, it is her glory, for her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. But in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I believe it in part. For there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he, until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together it will not be for judgment. About the other things I will give directions when I come. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response to the lesson, page 46, the Nook de Menace. Together, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, 
which you prepare before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast now and to reflect on this evening's lessons. But return and join me as we lift our voices together and confess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed on page 46. In unison, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This concludes our Liturgy of the Word as we move now to our time of prayer on page 47. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, the people say. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Page 48, our evening suffrages. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O Lord. that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O Lord. That there may be peace in your church and in the whole world. We entreat you, O Lord. That we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. that we may be bound together in your Holy Spirit in the communion of all your saints, entrusting one another in all of our life to Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. Page 602, our collect of the day from the third Sunday of Epiphany. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, 
one God forever and ever. Amen. And on page 50, this colic for faith on this Friday evening. Lord Jesus Christ, by your death, you took away the sting of death. Grant to us, your servants, so to follow in faith where you have led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in you and wake up in your likeness for your tender mercy's sake. Amen. Now let us lift up three prayers for mission. Using these on page 51 to frame our intercessions, I invite you to join with me. O God and Father of all whom the whole heavens adore, let the whole earth also worship you. All nations obey you. All tongues confess and bless you. And men, women, and children everywhere love you and serve you in peace. We pray this evening for all of those who have not yet received the gospel of Christ and for those who've never heard the word of salvation. O Lord, send forth laborers into your harvest and gather gather yourself a harvest of souls. We lift up those who've lost their faith and become hardened by sin or indifference. Stir up the embers that are in their hearts, O God, and fan them to flames that these might be saved. And we lift up the contemptuous, the scornful, those who are enemies of the cross of Christ and those who have persecuted your disciples. Forgive them, O God, for they know not what they do. Open their eyes and their hearts to the truth and let these be saved. And finally, we hold up those who in the name of Christ have persecuted others, that you, O God, will open their hearts to the truth and lead all of us to faith and obedience to your word. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now as we hold up all of those on our prayer list, keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. Stretch forth your mighty hand, O Lord, to heal, to deliver, and to provide for everyone who calls upon your name. It's the only name given under heaven whereby men shall be saved. And all these things we ask for your love's sake. Amen. Finally, O God, you manifest in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, that in companionship with one another your abounding grace may increase among us. Help us, O God, to love one another as Christ has loved us. and Help us to take this love to a lost and a dying world as you build your church, mighty God. Let not the gates of hell prevail against it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast now and to lift up your personal intercessions unto the Lord, but return and join with me at the end as we lift our voices together and give thanks to Almighty God. The General Thanksgiving on page 51. 
together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all of your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you've made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray you give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all of our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you've given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you, and you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. You've been listening to Evening Prayer at the Crossroads, a prayer minister of Crossroads Anglican in Brighton, Michigan. Thank you for being our guest today at the Abbey. We hope that you found your visit encouraging as we strive together to build one another up in the faith and to make the habit of daily prayer a regular part of your Christian discipleship. If you'd like to learn more about Crossroads Anglican and daily prayer, please check out our website at crossroadsanglican.org. You'll find a host of prayer resources and helpful links there that'll help you learn more about the Anglican tradition, liturgical worship, and our vision to help strengthen and encourage your walk and help you draw closer to God. You can purchase your own copy or download a free PDF of the New Book of Common Prayer by visiting the Anglican Church of North America's website at bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net. That's bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net. I'm Father David, and this has been a production of Crossroads Anglican. If you'd like to help support our ministry, please click on the donation button on the right side of our homepage and make your tax-deductible gifts. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us bless the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.